Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I am so excited as I always am. I say that every time, but I honestly am truly, truly excited for yet another episode of Conversations with Toy. I don't take it lightly that we're here, that you have joined this amazing uh, community of listeners. I don't take that lightly at all. I appreciate every last one of you. And if this is your first time, don't make it your last. Get extremely comfortable. We have five seasons. We cover all kinds of conversations. Um, We talk about everything. We talk about marriage, dating. We talk about interacting with other people. We talk about friendships. We talk about the good, the bad, and everything in between. We really don't have too many things that we're off limits. We try to talk about it all because life is really complicated. It is complex. It's not one side over the other. It's all kinds of mix of different things. So we talk about different levels of conversation. And if you are single, if you're married, if you're divorced, if you don't know what you want to be, if you're kind of like figuring out, if you're on whatever side, like we don't pick, you do what you choose and do what's always best for you. But if this is your first time, welcome. We are going to have conversations that sometimes can be triggering, which means it may ignite something that you've had dormant inside of you that you haven't dealt with yet. And so you may need to pursue a further conversation with maybe a licensed therapist or whomever you feel comfortable talking to. We have conversations that sometimes laugh. We have conversations about things that happen in social media and all things just all around the globe. So welcome and thank you for being here. Three things you could do, three beautiful things you can do that is free 99. When I say free 99, I mean free. Three things. One, you can be a subscriber. Subscribe so that you never miss a show, right? Hit the subscribe button. We would love to have you as one of our people in our in our study community. That's number one. Two, share it, meaning send the link to someone you know that may need to hear it. Send it to people that you don't even like. Just send it out. Number three, review. Review this or any of the episodes or just the podcast in general. I love reading your reviews. I'm so grateful to have you guys. It's been an amazing, amazing time in this podcast world. My name is Toy, obviously, because it's Conversations with Toy. I am Toy. I'm not only a podcaster, but I'm a blogger, a lifestyle blogger. Um, I also talk about wellness and mental health. And I'm a a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a friend. I'm the crazy girlfriend, you know, that is just, you know, on your side as much as I possibly can and supportive. So I have a lot of hats that I wear. But one of those things that I am also just a beautiful, beautiful human being, you know, trying to live life as best as you can to make all the right decisions according to what is best for you. So today we have a lot to talk about. First of all, I know this is not the first episode since the new year, but you know, I think this is probably like the last week that you can get away with saying like happy new year. So if you missed last week's episode, happy new year. Um, 
getting into the new year, and we'll talk a little bit more about this when we're talking about our goals and things that we're looking forward to, it's not always cut and dry. I personally hope to actually start my vision board this weekend. Normally by now, my vision board would be done. Last Saturday was National Vision Board Day. I was so so sick, I didn't even get to doing it. So hopefully this weekend, I will go ahead and dive in. I have a couple of digital vision boards. If you don't know what a digital vision board is, and you have access to Canva. Canva is like your one-stop shop. So if any business owners or people who are on social media, if you're listening and you don't have access to Canva, I'm gonna need you to change your life and go ahead and get it. The reason being is Canva is just one of those tools that can give you for all the things, like whether it's personal, professional, and texture, social media, and just different things and just makes it look super polished and super amazing. So you really wanna just put that thought process into going ahead and getting Canva. But with Canva, I've created a few digital vision boards. This is about as close to a vision board that I have gotten. And eventually, like I said, hopefully this weekend, I will get into it. But what's been on the, the horizons, what's been happening these last week, I would say since our last episode, but just in the last couple of weeks, there's been so, so much going on. So last week I talked about you know my family and us having COVID. And so there was like, you know, there's so many different unknowns. So we all had all tested positive for COVID. And then I went and we, you know, we went past the five days for the CDC to get retested again, got retested and my test came back positive, which means either I don't think I had it twice. I just felt like it didn't come out of my system and my myself and my youngest still were testing positive. So on top of us testing, you know, I think we got re- we got retested twice. I went back a third time and retested and did a home test. And that's how we were determined that we were negative. Listen, coins are being spent on these tests. You know, they're not always free, like going, it's just a lot. So we are finally test worthy negative. My symptoms have been more controlled as far as I didn't have fevers and things of that sort, but just the actual symptoms. I was in bed all last weekend. The first time I came out of my bedroom, outside of like showers and things was pretty much like maybe Monday night into Tuesday morning. I would say more Tuesday, but that's really what was happening. When I thought I was recovered last week, I thought, oh, I'll be fine. Everything's good. I turned back around and still ended up being sick. So COVID is not going anywhere. I just don't foresee it. I think this is going to be something that we have to learn how to deal, you know, deal with and how to monitor, you know, ourselves and what that means and what we need to put into the atmosphere to become better, you know, whatever that may be. I think we're going to be in it for the long haul. So I felt like, to be honest, I'm going to be honest, this week, I felt like I finally stepped into the new year because I was sick through the new year and things like that. And so I feel like I'm just starting to get a new year. I finally went and got my hair and my nails done this week. I had put off those appointments for so long because again, regardless of what the CDC says, Latoya and her family decided we were going to make sure we were completely good. So, you know, I forgo a lot of events and appointments and life and just literally just focused on getting myself together. During that time, my anxiety increased. So I have been very candid about my anxiety journey, dealing with anxiety, you know, again, you know, obviously realizing as I got older, that anxiety was a big part of my life pretty much from, since I could remember, but you don't, you know, now you can recognize it because we use words like anxiety. We talk about stress. We talk about depression. We talk about mental health. These are things that when I, I'm an eighties baby and, you know, growing up in the nineties and the two thousands, 
These are just things that we just didn't talk as openly and readily about. And so now going back and seeing the journey that I've dealt with, just certain things that I've dealt with over the years, realizing just how anxious that my life has been. And so with the last couple of weeks of being in my room and really resting and trying to get my life together, it's been hard because, you know, my body, my mindset is like, let's keep moving. Let's get the goals together. Let's, you know, get typing. Let's get these blogs done. Let's get this podcast up. You know, you're, you're trying to get all the things done. And these two weeks have been a really slow down moment. Now I've had slow down moments before, but this was a little different. And then of course, because you're sick, you don't necessarily want to feel that and trying to still live. But shout out to my husband who, again, you don't get credit to adults because they're adulting, but you, you do want to give credit when people just are doing it and adulting, you know, really well and doing it without any issue, without any flinching. My husband has been an amazing partner, stepping up to the game, you know, taking care of himself, taking care of the household, um, working like he did it all. So shout out to him for having to, you know, manage the house. You know, usually I feel like I'm like the C CF, not this, he's a CFO. I would say I'm the CEO of the household. And lately, you know, with him having to step up, he's had to do it all. So shout out to him. But these last few weeks have been very interesting, just navigating that space, navigating my anxiety, trying to figure out why do I feel like I have to do everything? Why do I have to do all of the things? What am I going to do with doing all of the things? How do you balance rest and still becoming productive without overstressing yourself, overtaxing your body? Um, these are things, this is to me what I believe wellness is, you know, that balance of trying to figure it out. I don't ever even honestly feel like we get balance. I feel like we have moments where we level out, but balance is very tricky. It's not it's not as easy as one would read or one would tell you about. So you have to go through your wellness journey, figure out what it is that you need. When I started to, to get my mind together and go to therapy and really dig deep into some of the things that I was had gone through already, you, you know, and really figuring out what wellness means to me. I don't let a lot of people define what wellness is um, for me because I know that wellness is a money, money, money does do with money, but mind, body, and soul. So I'm always like doing a mental check, you know, writing some things down, you know, putting some things into the atmosphere, trying to figure it out. And part of that is just being conscious of the things that I am doing, like being conscious of the time that I'm wasting, being conscious of the food that I'm eating, um, being, you know, spiritually grounded, trying to make sure that I, again, and not trying to do all the things to please other people. To be honest with you, I feel like when you get to the point where you're able to take care of self, I think for me, I find that I'm better to the people that are around me. I can be a better wife to my husband. I can be a better parent because I'm in tune to the things that I need and I'm not going to feel like it's selfish for me to do that. You know, especially for women and mothers, we're taught that, you know, if you don't put your husband first and if you don't put your children's first, that you don't love them. That's not showing love. That's not being who you're supposed to be. But I know for me, I put my family very high, but I have to put myself in high regards as well, because the respect that I give myself, I can show them how I want to be treated. And I can also treat them with the same level of respect. So anybody that is struggling with just like the whole wellness thing, like trying to define it according to, you know, what your friend may decide is wellness for them is maybe not the same level of wellness for, for me. Knowing yourself is honestly the best policy. 
knowing the things that you need at a given moment, learning how to be able to separate emotion from, you know, using practicality when you need to, and then also bringing emotion in when you don't. That is wellness. That is taking the time to understand yourself and know what it is that you want. And so, you know, I wanted to just talk about a few things that I've been seeing on these internet streets. And I say internet streets because reality is the internet, social media, we are definitely moved by a lot of our social media presence. Um, to me, this is just me. I think we need to be really careful about what we are putting out on our social media, um, knowing some of the trends and by which they're coming from. I'm not going to act as if there's certain trends that are just you know hilarious and they're funny and they're comical and say that I'm not entertained by them. That would be a, you know, a bold-faced lie if I wasn't entertained by them. But then there are times when our social media presence and the things that we're um, bringing into our, you know, we're watching, we're monitoring, bringing into our spirits, and we're doing all these different things where we need to be mindful. You know, some trends are not for us to share and to indulge in. You know, there was a song about, you know, um, these young men that got shot and everybody's using them to promote their products and they're using them as jokes and they're funny and different things like that. But then when I realized like these are actually people that got shot, you know, you see the the trend on TikTok and on Instagram reels and, you know, we just have to be more mindful of the things that why we're doing the things that we're doing. And I will, will say this, TikTok is one of the most entertaining places. You can go on TikTok and get, you know, completely lost in TikTok world. Or even Instagram, like any social media, you can pretty much get carried away. So I'm very cognizant of it just to try to find a way to balance the need of watching it and being entertained by it. And just, you know, finding out that, oh, it's 17 hours later and I'm still watching it. Balance, right? And one thing that I've noticed with TikTok that it's a very amazing place. There's, you know, so much beautiful content that's coming from it. Even things that could be considered to be negative, people are putting a positive spin and it's a beautiful thing. Then there's the situations where people are using social media as places for them to heal. And what I mean by that is they're sharing some of their most vulnerable stories. You're hearing about stories where, you know, instead of we're talking about just deadbeat moms, we're talking about mothers who are toxic. You know, you'll see examples of women who are talking about a you know, narcissistic husband or spouse or abuse that they have escaped from. So there are so many different levels and underlying things and stories that are being crafted on social media and there's been so many stories that I've seen just in this week where I'm like first of all let me pray and get ask God to give this these people some grace for the things that they have experienced their experience and you got to go into the comment section because the comic section is where the comedy or the the comedic relief or the the truthfulness of things that go down um, one thing you want to be mindful of is if you are saying something especially about another person that is also on social media listen this is the day and age where people they're not just saying it they're not being you know it's not the passive aggressive where you make this comment and you say it it's kind of just out there i've seen where people are like listen i'm going to tag you and let you know that this comment is for you and one of the underlying stories that i've been seeing on the internet this week is this conversation about preference right i prefer to date a white white man. I prefer to only exclusively date Latinas. I only want to date black women or tall men or men with money or whatever the case may be. Listen, there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a preference, but in your preference, 
you don't have to be derogatory towards a group of people or a certain situation just because you have your preference. For instance, I gravitate to, you know, dating taller men. My husband is six two, six three. I think he's six three. And I've dated men who usually are above six feet and, and up. Now, just because that is my preference, you know, when I was in a dating world to say I'm dating people who are taller or they're six feet and above doesn't mean that when it comes to a shorter man, I can't be like, well, short men are trash because I only preference um, taller guys. Taller guys are going to be what I would normally gravitate towards. But let's keep this 100. In my dating experience, although I, again, my preference is going to be a taller man, there have been some of the most amazing guys who were didn't fit my quote unquote preference. And for me to have a closed mindset towards you know, going towards my preference and then being ignorant towards men who are shorter would be ridiculous. The men that were shorter, it's not that they're shorter, so they're automatically great. People can be great if they choose to be, but the, some of the guys that I have dated that were not quote unquote on the preference, it had nothing to do with, okay, I, I decided to not go with them because of height. It had to do with personality and other, other factors, but I never was out here talking about short men or trash, right? So I don't need to say short men are trash because I have a preference to date or to marry my six foot three husband, right? That is the difference when people use the excuse that I have a preference. At least three occasions just this week, just this week. Now, again, there is all kinds of preferences and ignorance towards other people in every race, every color, every shape, every size. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. I don't care if that man is striped and is too foot three there is some good men no matter what size or shape that they come in but this week has been the preference conversation has been just on alarm so there's a particular podcast which i'm not going to name their podcast i want you to do your due justice if you choose to go into depths into that but this podcast where these men had these women on the show and they were talking about their preference of dating black women or even a darker skinned black woman because of course colorism is definitely still a thing and the way that these men spoke so unhighly about women who didn't fit the quote-unquote preference this is why i say you can have a preference you don't have to be rude and ignorant and say rude and ignorant things because a person doesn't fit your preference well, people gathered them all the way together from celebrities all the way down to just a regular old me and you people who just happened to see this interaction. And the sad part is podcasts that talk about controversies, podcasts that talk about celebrity dirt, podcasts that talk about, oh, you know, I know the person in my neighborhood that's, you know, sleeping with their wife and doing this and that. They get a lot of static I'm talking about wellness here. I'm talking about goals. I'm talking about getting your life together. That's only going to resonate towards people who are in the same boat. But if I talk about something controversial, if I say something that's going to be ignorant, and if I say something that's going to just be a shock factor, people gravitate towards it because people gravitate towards drama. Drama sells. That's why sex sells. All these things sell. And so this week with this whole preference conversation, I probably have not been, there's been some people who stood up and called, you know, this particular podcast out that you would think would never, 
right? You would think that the things that that person, you know, they're known to be crass. They're known to be ignorant. They're known to be whatever the case may be. But they stood up and was like, we don't have to listen to you talk like that, specifically about black women or about darker skinned black women or just your, you know, supposed preference. We got to stop interacting and interchanging. Well, I want to say interacting, but interchanging preference to, to being rude or to being ignorant. You can like what you like without being inconsiderate or being rude, right? Talking about, I would never be able to be around a dark-skinned black woman because of this is and that. Bruh, what do you mean you can't ever be around? Like, you can have a preference, but you don't have to be ignorant. You don't have to be rude. The, the delivery of the words that you're saying can be of class, can be of culture, can be of something like a thought process. Like, we have to think about that. Just like when I hear men who say that I would never date a larger, you know, plus size woman. And I, and some of these men, you look at them and I'm like, your mom is the same size. Like your aunt is the same size. Your grandparent is the same size. You can choose to say, I, I'm not attracted to that. You can choose to say that, but you don't have to go out of your way. Like going out of your way, unprovoked to say something about somebody about because they don't meet your preference. I think that's going too far. So this preference conversation is really taking off. People are all the way deep in their feelings as they should. You know, these type of platforms, when you use your voice or like me, because I write and you use my platform to do blogs and you're putting your opinions out there, you are going to get judged. If you don't think that you're going to get judged by the things that you're saying or the, the messages that you're putting out, this is probably not a field that you want to go into lightly because you are going to be judged for everything that you say and everything that you do. Yes, you have to have a level of thick skin about you. You have to do all those things. But I think to see that other people are getting to the point where we're like, okay, listen, let's just 86 all of that and get our, get it together. We don't have to go out of our way to be this way. We don't have to formulate our process and our thought process to be this way. We can do better. We can speak better. I think I've been noticing a lot of that. But these people coming on platforms are going to do that because as long as they have a story, you know, we're even talking about them now. That's why I won't drop their name because I'm not trying to give them glory or, or credit because there was actually two podcasts that did the same thing. The one, the people in the, the podcast and the podcast guests actually got into a physical altercation because the gentleman said that he um, thought that Latina women were better than black women because he's... And, and the reason why he said that, as he further explained, was because black women don't have his plate ready when he comes home and have my, my clothes clean and they're not agreeable and they're not, you know, they don't, they don't do the whole yes, mommy, they don't do all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, this has definitely gone left. And the guest, the podcast host really got in his feelings and like directly asked him and he said it and it just started into a fight. Like, it's so wrong to me to be this, just to go out of your way to be incredibly rude. I think it just takes more energy. I find that you do that to get a rise out of people when you go out of your way um, to do those things. I might say, oh, my preference is a you know six foot something, slim, trim man, abs, bop, bop, bop. But then if I see a man that's not meeting that mark, but he's intelligent, he's got his stuff together, he's financially stable, like he has all these other attributes. Y'all going, some of y'all that are dating that has this laundry list that's based only on physical alone, meaning that the top things on your list are only about physicality, right? 
I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be attracted to your spouse because you ain't going to survive nobody's marriage if you get to the point where you're not attracted to them at best. But you also have to have something else that comes along with that because, you know, bodies change over the years. We we all change. I'm not the same size four. I was like, I think I was like a size two in college, you know, young lady that I was back then with no responsibility, you know, life change and life can come at you hard for, for any reason. So having that physicality is important, but it shouldn't be the only thing. If you have a business, you need a website. And what's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple, like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag and drop page design. And they have guaranteed US-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. See for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair.com slash free promo code QUICKSTART to get started today. As we talk about the things that we want to get rid of in the 2022 uh, year, you know, we have this list. And when I say we, I just say me and people in general, we have lists of things that we want to walk away from the negativity. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I honestly don't care what you have on your list that you're trying to walk away from, whether it's a habit that you're trying to break whether it's toxic people changing up your friendships, which is a huge situation for a lot of people. Let me just say this. So when you have family, you know, family is a huge tough spot and you get around the wrong people in your family and you have these different risks with your family. You know, a lot of people are going to hit you with the, you know, you got to forgive, you got to forgive, you got to forgive. And they will tell you that no matter what this family members do, that, you know, blood is thicker than water. This conversation may get a little tricky. So if you've had any trauma with your family and this ignites something, the only thing I would suggest, not the only, but one of the thing I would suggest is for you to talk to someone that you can trust to dig a little deeper into the things that you need. Listen here. So again, because TikTok is doing what TikTok do, because the social media does what social media does. There have been several conversations about this whole forgiveness conversation. And I don't think that conversation is going to stop. I think we're going to forever have our thought process on whether or not and what is true forgiveness, right? And I think that forgiveness starts with yourself. And I honestly believe that until you do some inner work, you know, getting past certain things. And when I say get past it, I'm not telling you to forget it. I'm telling you to get to the point where it doesn't move you because you've done the work to heal through that. I'm going to tell you from personal experience, I have had several situations where I've had to cut off family and friends. And when it comes to family, friends too, but when it comes more or less to family, you're going to have everybody and their mom tell you that in order for you to have true forgiveness, that you have to forgive, but then you also, you know, in a way need to make that person who was had wronged you feel like they're entreated back into your life. Meaning 
that person can have done you wrong. They could have done all the wrong things. And in order for you to be a bigger person, it's up to you to then show that forgiveness by being around that person and showing them this love and peace and understanding and all of those beautiful swelling words. I'm going to be honest with you. When I started my journey of cutting off some family members and some friends, it really had nothing. It started off with it being based upon them, right? They hurt me. They said this to me. They did this wrong to me. It was them, them, them. But as I started to get therapy and got myself together, the separation was more about myself, meaning, yes, it may have been ignited by something that happened from the outside, from somebody else doing whatever to me. But once I got to the point where I was willing to say, listen, there's some pain that I've been carrying that although they may have been a part of igniting that, they may have been you know, another example of the pain, they were not just exclusively the pain. So there were some things that I had to work on. There were so many people telling me, let me tell you something. <laughs> I've said this so many times. I am a PK, which is a preacher's kid. When you are a preacher's kid, there is a certain level of light that you have to walk on. It's like a level, another level of water that you have to learn to walk on when it comes to people. And one thing about people when you in the church, when you've grown up in a church your whole life, church hurt is real, but people are going to fasten every story of forgiveness with you sitting up amongst your people because we have the example of, you know, Jesus and the Bible, you know, knowing that Judas was going to betray him and still being who he was. And I 100% agree that there are going to be times when you can sit up amongst people who have hurt you. And if you've done the work to heal, you can um, sit with them and also, you know, not have to like run out of a, a mall because you see them because they're around you. I've been around family members that I don't particularly care and I'm not ready to knock when you buck just because we're sitting in the same room. However, if I was in a place where I felt like I needed to remove myself, it doesn't necessarily have to be about them. It could be about preserving my sanity, right? Preserving my peace. And people have to understand just because you think that you're willing to do something that has not affected you, we got to stop telling other people what to do with the things that are affecting them. It is so much easier for you to give advice to someone based upon your own preference or based upon your own experience. But every last person has their own walk. So what I may be able to be willing to tolerate from another person doesn't make it any less wrong or right if another person goes through that same thing and they decide to remove themselves. When I decided to remove myself from family and friends, again, it was about them in the beginning. But then once I started going through some layers of therapy, it was about myself. But in the midst of that, so many people were sending me messages telling me, you need to go back around them. You need to forgive them. Listen, sometimes forgiveness is granting peace to people who would never give you that same peace in return. Meaning I don't have to sit my feet underneath your table and have dinner with you to make you feel like you're forgiven. I can forgive and love you from afar and wish you nothing but the utmost respect and light and love, but not have to be entertained by being in your physical presence. And we really, really have to get that understanding. Being a person that loves the Lord or you're a Christian or you're whatever faith that you are, you don't have to do that. You don't have to put yourself in a position that's going to be more harmful to you than anything. And when I went to therapy, I finally got that lesson. I finally understood that because a lot of my separation was based upon anger. 
I was holding on to that anger. So it made it easy for me not to be around people. But I knew that I was truly at a place of healing where that linear mark didn't drop down to the ground where I'm like in this devastated point when I could be around them, show them the utmost respect. But then I also didn't have to divulge my life. Like it was a high, everything is great. We're, we're great. How is everything going with the kids? Hey, the kids are growing. They're beautiful. Everything is great, but I don't have to sit and entertain myself at their homes right? I can pick and choose which family functions I decided to come on according to my comfortability. We have to get back to that point because when you make it about them, it sends the energy to a whole nother level, making things about what you need. And especially when it comes to trying to become better, when you want to become better at your responses, because listen, a lot of people have it really, really twisted about the type of person that I am. And I, in my past, I'm the pop-off queen where people think that I'm so quiet. Oh, she's so sweet. She's so quiet. I'm like, thank God for, you know, covering because honestly, I'm the type of person that be having sneakers in the car ready to go. And a lot of people were not used to or understanding that about my personality because a lot of it was covered from being in the church, being covered from being, you know, my parents being, you know, the pastor's right-hand man. So they just assumed because they had this one version that they have known for the most of their lives, that when this other version came into play, that it was just like, oh, well now she, what's wrong with her? She went left. That person was always there. You know, a lot of those areas that we struggle with, you know, you try to quote unquote, keep dormant, but I had to allow that person to come out and just go and act a crazy fool. But then I ended up learning. I'm not telling you to go act a crazy fool, but in the midst of happening, I ended up learning so much about myself. And then I had to learn, like, what was my level of agreement with people? Like, now I'm not going to sit there and be loyal to your relationship or the status of what should be or could be to the point where I'm disappointing myself and I'm putting myself more at hurt, harm, and danger, right? So my self-care, my mental health, my well-being became top priority. Years of therapy, like, I think it was like three or four years that I had just stop dealing with a lot of people. I just had to just go cold turkey. And now when I see things that are happening, people say things that are doing certain things, I'm able to deal with it right away because I dealt with the anger of dealing with it so that when I need to deal with new situations that come up that mirror, I'm able to recognize that that maturity and that understanding that you've been through something, you know, people, you recognize the situation a little bit differently. I'm able to handle it better. Plus, I have three people that call me mom that I'm not going to do anything that's going to cause me to be separated from them, right? And so that saves a lot. Like in the beginning, when I went through this separation, this huge separation in the very, very beginning, a lot of it was faltered by, I got to make sure I'm doing whatever for my mom, like as a mom, not for my mom, but as a mom. And so as much as I'd be like, okay, I got my sneakers in the car. I'm ready to pop up. I'll still pop up at your door, but I'm waiting for you to throw that. You know what I mean? Like I had to grow into maturity because as a mom, I have to set the example to them. So I can't necessarily pop off, but also the beautiful thing. Let me tell you something about therapy for me. Can't speak for nobody else. I can only tell you for me, you go do some therapy and you really start peeling back some layers. And it's, let me just tell you something right now. Television, movies will have you in this therapy, la-la land where everything is fluffy and beautiful and therapy is this beautiful place and you talk about it one time and then you just move on and your life is just forever changed. 
if you have that thought process and you've never gone to therapy, I'm going to bust that bubble right now. I'll say this again. I always talk about me because I can talk about me better than anybody else. Therapy is hard work. Therapy, some days you go out of therapy and you are exhausted from just uncovering these layers of things that you kept dormant for years that you never told anyone about. I've gone and left from therapy and was exhausted to no end. Or I've gone to therapy and I've been pissed as hell, super mad, like put a cape on me, I'm super mad, right? Or I've gone from therapy and I'm ready to pack up and leave and run because the emotions are intense. I've had to leave therapy and I've gone to bed and slept until the next day, you know, barely could interact with my family, like needing that moment, that, that hour or two to gather my thoughts. So I'm telling you after doing that for such a long time, and again, let's, let's keep it real because healing is not linear. Like it's going to go up and down. I may find another situation where I need to go back into therapy and work through some other things. But doing that, I now know that if somebody is triggering something, I do with me, but I don't also say, well, it's all me. So it's never them. Listen, there's some truth. There is some truthfulness that when something is triggering you, that it's like, okay, yes, it may be me and how I need to handle this better. And this is igniting something that I thought I was over and I'm not. And that's okay. That's okay to be triggered. I need to handle this in the right way. I can be triggered. I can have all these feelings. I need to handle this in the right way, but there's still some truthfulness to the situation. So I'm telling you, as we go into 2022 and everybody's like new me or better me, um, I'm going to leave all those raggedy friends from 2021 and I'm going to leave my family and stop dealing with them. Do those things, but get some professional help that's going to help you to literally pull back those layers. Because in pulling back those layers, you will learn about yourself. You will figure yourself out. You will find and define for yourself what you feel is acceptable behavior. I am not going to just be able to express this enough. You got to know what's acceptable behavior for you. I know that sounds weird and funny and interesting, but you have to understand what is acceptable for you because you'll have 20 people telling you what you should feel, how you should feel it, when you're allowed to feel it. And people are so, they mean well, right? Most people mean well in the things that they say but their delivery is off, people will have you thinking that it's wrong for you to speak up for yourself or to speak on something because it they don't, they're not ready to deal with it. But for every action, there is a reaction. And although we have freedom of speech, we don't have freedom of consequence. You cannot say things to people. You cannot do things to people and then expect no response. Because in that no response, you feel safe and secure of continuing ignorant and bad behavior. It just can't happen. And so therapy has been a great saving grace. But as you guys are, and, and I say you guys, all of us, we are all trying to figure out how can we live our quote unquote best life. People are saying, I'm a, this is my, I'm living my best life. Living your best life is living a free life. Being free from people is a process. And you will continuously be trying to figure that out of what that means. But getting free from people, getting free of some childhood trauma is not an easy walk. So if you're trying to live your best life, living your best life comes from peace from within. It has nothing to do, although listen, I'm not 
knocking money like because we need it my target trips cannot pay for themselves somebody's got to have a coin right there's got to be a coin somewhere to do some things but the peace that comes from for real it's inner inner peace you know we're talking about self-care all the time we're you know i talk about the anxiety we're talking about therapy we're talking about these things because people are striving they're hungry for peace they are hungry for it and listen, I've been to the church, so don't nobody can run up on me and not tell me all the church. Jesus is the peace that ne like you can't do that. I know all, all of the sayings, all of them. If you hit one chord on the organ, I can finish a song before you even play it. Because my mother was the most thorough choir director I've ever known. Right. So I can hear music. I can do all those things. I know all the church rhetorics. I know the things you're supposed to say for the greeting and the benediction. I could get you on into the um, building and I can shout you right on out the door, literally, without any hesitation, without a blink of an eye. And even with all of that, at the end of the day, we are all striving for peace. Sometimes peace means separation. Peace may mean I love you, wave, and I keep it moving. Peace means I may not even be in a position to talk. I may not be able to position to talk to you. Some people want you to interact with them because it makes them feel better about the things that they know that they've done wrong. I always find it interesting when people say, I don't even know what I did. I'm going to tell you that's a lie. 90% of the time, you know what you said, you know what you did, you know what your intentions were, you know, even if your intentions were pure, but you're still coming off a certain way, most of the time, you know. And if we're just honest with ourselves, we know why people feel the way they feel about us. Now, there are times when people feel the way they feel about us and it has no <laughs> bearings on anything that we've done. You know, those are what you people like to call a hater. Oh my God, my haters on me. My haters are trying to block me. I promise you, even if you had a hater, unless they were a hater and a stalker, nine times out of 10, they're not trying to block you, right? When they see you, they probably are envious of you. They could be jealous of you, but that envious and jealousy is not enough to block you. We always have to put this extra fluff behind hateration, right? Haters, I got haters, I got haters. What are you doing in your life that you have this much hate? Who, what is going on in your soul that you have this much of people? You have a crowd of people that is like team hate. Like you would have to do something that's extraordinary for you to feel like you have a constant cheerleading section of hate. Because for most of us, we're trying to survive and do the things you're supposed to do. And even if you have five people who don't like you and don't, don't agree with you, and they may talk about you consistently, that's not enough to consider them a hater. Because they would have to be a hater and a stalker to be able to stop you from doing anything. So let's end that type of conversation this year. I'm so tired of y'all talking about uh, hater blockers and I got to block the people that's hating me. Trust me, there's not that much energy in this lifetime. For somebody to sit up in, at, at their tables and devise a plan that they're going to take you exclusively out unless you have a bunch of haters that also have stalker tendencies and they're fixated on you. That, that's, that's when you need to start getting protection and some other things going down. But for the most of us, we really just blow the hateration conversation completely to another level. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, good God, can we put that to rest? Because you don't have a bunch of haters that are also stopping you. Nobody can stop a blessing but you. Most of the time we stop our own blessings, right? So I just want to have this quick conversation as we end this podcast to say a lot of times peace is the goal. 
I don't know anybody who is like, you know what? I don't need no peace. I'm good. Just give me all the coin. We all want it, but we want peace, right? We want to walk this earth with peace. Even if the situations can never change, like we're grown people. There are things in our childhood we could never go back and correct. But peace for me as an adult may mean I'm not going over there to talk to aunt so-and-so. I'm not going over there to talk to grandmom and them because they do too much. And I don't have that type of energy. That you can do to protect your energy, to protect your peace. Listen, I protect my energy and peace at all times. If I go somewhere, I probably, if I go with my husband, we most likely have a code word that we're going to use. I don't care whose house we're at. I don't care whose function that we're at. Cause it's not even somebody's house, people's functions. Cause listen, you go in other people's homes and if they peace ain't right, you be feeling that. Listen, I get it. Cause I struggle with that. Like I struggle with changing when certain people come in, but when I feel that need to change, when people come into my house, it's mostly because I know for a fact, there's a reason why, like there's something in my spirit that I have yet to deal with that person. And that's why my spirit completely changes when they come in. Right? So as we're going to 2022 and we're trying to get our peace together, we're trying to get our health together. We're trying to walk in wellness. I'm telling you right now, spend some time going through the things that you have on your heart because they're going to present themselves. No matter what you do, they're going to present themselves in some form or fashion to some extent. If you don't check it, if you don't get it together, if you don't get some therapy, if you don't get some type of whatever it is that you need, you are going to struggle, but I don't want you to struggle. I want you to find the tools that work for you. For me, that first tool was therapy. There were other tools after that, right? There were other checks and balances that I put into place, but whatever tool you need to become better, to become healthier, that's what I want you to focus on. It is the weekend. Friday is here. I am no longer sick. Praise be. So today's drink is going to be Tenero Cellars wine. I am a, an ambassador, of course, of Tenero Cellars wine. It is amazing. Woman owned wine company, right? They are absolutely amazing. They have your reds, your whites, your rosés. They have it all. And they have it at packages where you can get, you know, a certain packaging. And let me tell you something. They are absolutely delicious. You know, some wines you get and, you know, people advertise about them and they're just like, oh, come and drink this wine because they just want to make a sale. Listen, let me be real honest with you. Tenoral Cellars wine is actually very, very, very good. And the beautiful women that support each other behind the scenes is like no other like it's literally like no other and right now they have an amazing collection they have a gratitude um, line as well and their gratitude collection is amazing and they also have their peace love and joy now with each or either of these collections if you get the collection a part of that will go to the World Kitchens um, organization and they help to feed people that have food um, issues like, you know, their issues with not being able to feed their family or not. Maybe they're homeless and they need food here and there. Like it is an amazing, amazing, I'm going to say amazing again, um, company. You can use my code toy time, uh, actually toy 20, T-O-I 20. I put this in the notes in the show notes and grab yourself one of the collections. That way, when you sip, you can sip with a purpose while also giving to others. And that is the uh, drink of the day. This weekend, I plan to feel like I need to clean my house from top to bottom since I've been sick for two weeks. I have already started to clean and all that other beautiful stuff, but I want to get a deep clean this weekend. 
I have some um, campaigns that I'm working on, some um, content that I'm working on, because now I feel like the new year has finally started for myself. And so, yeah, I got to get, I'm not playing catch up. I'm just getting in the flow in my own little flow. So I hope that you have an amazing weekend. Share this episode with someone else, especially when we're talking about getting that piece together. Share this with someone else. Review and be a subscriber. I hope that you have a great weekend. We will be back next week with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.